Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Core Queen Podcast, where we're going to be talking shit and getting fit physically, emotionally, and mentally. Today, <laughs> we ain't doing no sugarcoating. Y'all know how we are. I got my Ooh. girl, Lachey Anderson. Hey, y'all. I'm going to introduce her to y'all so y'all know who she is, and we're going to get into it. Y'all know I like good. to talk my shit. So my girl, Lachey, she is a serial entrepreneur and a community activist from my hometown, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Bristol. Shout out to my home. <laughs> Bristol, stand up. She is a certified career coach, and she spends her days leading human resource departments as a consultant in the healthcare sector. Lachey owns a STEM-based child care center in the suburbs of Philadelphia, as well as other small businesses. Above all, nothing is more important to her than her love for Christ and her family. She enjoys spending time with her loved ones, helping others, and turning up with her girlfriends. Let's go. Yeah. Y'all welcome Lachey to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Girl, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad the show finally started. I right. remember when you Ooh. were just talking about trying to put together a <laughs> podcast, and I've seen you through the whole process. So I am just so proud thank you. Thank you. and so happy to be here. So I can't wait to get this show started because- Child. We got a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. We got some topics to talk about, y'all. Listen, y'all know we ain't sugarcoating. So if you're sensitive, I don't know what to tell you. You probably <laughs> need to hear it. <laughs> so, Shay, we hear a lot of things about things that are in our DNA, things being uh, passed down, things that are hereditary. Mm -hmm. So my question for you is, is hoeing hereditary? So you just really going to kick off the show with this. <laughs> of all things you could have asked. I just want to know. I mean, but if your grandmama was a hoe, if your mama was a hoe, do that mean you're going to be a hoe? Most of the time, yes. I mean, and, and this is just my opinion. I'm, I'm just Lachey. I'm just one person. <laughs> I'm not saying everyone feels this way. But I am a firm believer that the apple don't fall too far from the tree. And... We replicate what we see, what we show our kids, what they see, what they hear. That tends to be what they follow because mm. what else do they know? If there's no one showing them not to hoe, then what else <laughs> they gonna do but hoe? Say no to hoe. Um, listen, <laughs> listen. But they, but if they mama saying yes to it, what they sister saying yes to it, they aunties is all out there tricking. What else they supposed to do? Yeah. So, you know, because yeah. I find it really interesting. A lot of times people talk about, um, well, why you don't do this like your mama or your grandma did? Like back in the day, your grandma. Did. Listen, a lot of our grandmoms got kids by different men. Listen. So what you like? You wanted us to do that, too? Listen, she, I mean, it's so many family <laughs> secrets in the black community. Yeah, it is so many family secrets. And everybody wants to talk mm. about why these marriages ain't lasting like they did two generations ago and mm. why people ain't cooking and cleaning the same and why women not doing this and men not doing this. I don't have time. Right. So <laughs> that's a whole other conversation for another day. But yes, there's people out here, your grandmoms, your great grandmoms, <laughs> they had kids with your grandpop that you think is your grandpop. And then they had kids with Mr. Eddie around the corner, but you don't know that your auntie and your mama don't got the same dad because guess what? Your grandpop knew, but they kept it within the house because yes. he got a whole family down the street too with Miss Esther. <laughs> so, I mean, Esther had it, good, good. You know what I mean? And these things, or I truly believe in generational curses. So these things carry on. And until somebody decides to break the cycle, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times too, like 
people don't talk to their moms and grandmas on that level. So you really don't know. It's like, like you said, these family secrets. And you're like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. how my aunt, my aunt, but she, hold on, her last name different. And wait a minute, how she got my granddad last name? That ain't her daddy. They got five kids. All four of them look identical and she look different. Something ain't right. Everybody dark skin and she high yellow. Something's not mm -hmm. right. Grandma wasn't so, all that sweet. Listen, mm. and <laughs> I do, <clears throat> sorry, completely agree. People didn't have conversations back then. I can think of a lot of conversations now that I have with my daughters mm. that my mom didn't have with me. Right. And it's not even necessarily that she hid things. I mean, if I asked questions, she would always answer them. But right. a lot of people generationally, they don't volunteer information. Nope. It would stay in a child's place. But then mm. as I'm staying in a child's place, when I become an adult, I now know nothing. Right. So I'm starting out with knowing absolutely nothing. When you could have shared some of that stuff you've been through, you mm -hmm. could have also shared some of your hoeing traits and I could have decided to not take that yes. route. You could have told me what you've been through and what you learned and why now you're so holy, holy, because you weren't holy, holy 20 and 30 Ooh, years ago. But people don't lady. share that. It's, not the church, you know, lady. this is this is what we do. This is this is how you're supposed to be. And mm -hmm. and you're in church, but. Your grandma and your mama didn't come to church, so they was 40 years old. Right. But they're not sharing with you what happened before you were born. Mm. So those conversations aren't happening. So you're not even a you're you're not aware. Right. And, no and, and them not sharing that makes you feel like you can't relate to them. Mm -hmm. They can't relate to you. And it's like, wait, but you weren't always perfect. Yeah. And now you crucifying me for the mistakes I made when you made the same ones. Mm -hmm. I can't beat DNA. You gave this to me. That's why I act like this. And that's real. And had you had conversations with me, I probably wouldn't have made those same choices. Right. I probably would have come to you when I was going through things or feeling things or had questions, yep. but I didn't feel comfortable enough to, to open that door because you've, you've made it clear that we can't have those conversations. Right. Yep. Yep. So now I'm out here fitting for myself and learning from my friends Ooh. who they mamas was hoes to. Oh, y'all was hoeing together. Mm, mm, mm. Well, it sounds like Hoenn is hereditary. Listen. Jesus. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, hopefully we can change. I think I think our generation particularly is changing some of these things. Like, I think we're way more open with our kids. I think we are more transparent with our kids. We don't hide much of anything from a for real, for real. Like, we let them know what the real is so they're not shocked when they go into the world and they're not as naive going into the world and getting taken advantage of. So, and they know how to make decisions on their own and not being manipulated by the opposite sex, no matter which way they go. So I agree. Kudos to I people. agree. Um, so um, speaking of generations, we're going to go to that question. What generational trauma were you determined not to pass down to your kids? <sighs> Ooh. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. Generational trauma. I, I believe that we all suffer from some mm. types of generational trauma. I would say. Let me think on it. I'll tell let me you, come I, back to I, it. Yeah, let, let's talk about yours. I'll give you one of mine. <laughs> mine, I, because I think each child that you have is completely different. And you have to address them accordingly. Mm -hmm. My mother didn't do that. She treated us all the same way. She disciplined us all the same way. I was completely traumatized by the way my mom disciplined me. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I did not require to be hit as a kid. Mm-hmm. That was traumatic for me. My sister, you could hit her. And she like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. And I'm like, I'm like terrified. Like, please don't hit me. Like, why you gotta hit me? Like, don't hit me. You can yell at me and I'm good. I'm gonna go listen. I promise you I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. But so with my kids, I just, I do not hit them. Like it has to take so much for me to have to put, and I still probably won't do it. Like I do not hit my kids. That I think that was so tra- traumatic for me. And I think my mom got that from her mom. She was beat so much and she just passed it down, passed it down, passed it down. I'm like, you cannot treat all your kids the same way because they're not the same kind of kids. Oh yeah. I definitely agree with that. Every child has to be parented differently. That's why I don't see how people be out here having all these kids because it's hard. It's hard just having one. But then when you have two, you have to learn your child. You have to learn your child's love language. You have to figure out the best ways to communicate with each child, to Mm -hmm. discipline each child. So when you have multiples, I don't know how people do it. I don't either. So (laughs) um, I think to answer... To answer the question, I think probably one of the generational um, traumatizing things for me that I probably didn't even realize it was traumatizing because it was just, you know, you grow up one way and you Mm -hmm. don't realize it until you become an adult or until you be have until you're having your own children. It will probably be along the lines of communication Mm. and not allowing my children to ask me certain things or just not talking to them about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um as I said, my mom was my mom was pretty open growing up, but mm-hmm. her openness came from like I really I had to ask something. Right. Or and I mean then there were times where you know, your mom, your grandma, whoever, it's like you don't need to worry about that. Stay in the child's place, you don't even know this, you don't even know that. Right. But I am very much I ask my kids all kinds of questions. (laughs) What y'all doing? What y'all out there doing? What your friends doing? Who's smoking weed? Who's having sex? Who's doing this? I want to know. I want to know because I can think of so many things that I did, especially during my teenage years, that my mom still has absolutely no clue about. And I was, and I was a good kid. I wasn't, I wasn't out there doing horrible things, but um because she just didn't really, really ask much. Right. So it's just, so now I am very much so, nope, I want to know everything. I'm all in your business. I'm going through phones. I don't care that you're 18. I pay the bill. So I'm going through your phone. (laughs) I go through rooms. I go through drawers because I know how to listen. I didn't have those things done to me. Right. So I can't, it's plenty of things I had in my drawers or just different things. Girl, no. If it's in my house, I have free reign to it. Like, you're not allowed yeah. to lock doors in my house. Oh, no. There are no locked doors. Oh, Unless no. you're getting dressed, no you way. do not lock a door. We don't do that. I don't play that. I will knock before I walk in because you could be getting dressed. You could be doing anything. I don't know. But I just walk we, in. Don't, we don't lock doors. If you're telling don't lock the door, just what out. you in your door that you need a door locked for? Yeah. But again, no, that's that's not. just me. I, I do believe that everyone deserves some form of privacy, meaning, okay, your door closed. I'll knock. I knock twice. Now, do I always wait for an answer before I enter? I can't say that, but I will knock. But but that's because I'm invasive. I'm an invasive parent. Mm-hmm. And I do that because that wasn't done to me. And um, if it was. I may have made some different decisions at different times in my life. Definitely would have. So Definitely. Um, I've, I've been that way to try to, pre- to, try to be preventative when mm-hmm. it comes to certain things. And I have girls. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't have boys. So I have girls. So it's just like, uh-uh, I need to know what you're doing, where you're going, who you're going with, yeah. what's going on. I'm going yeah. through everything. Yeah. And you're like with the girls, that's that's very mm-hmm. important. And I have a girl and a boy. And my daughter tells me all the time that I'm so much more lenient with my son. <laughs> <laughs> but I told her, I said, because he's a boy, he could protect himself much more easier than you can. So I got to make sure I'm covering mm-hmm. you because you don't have nobody covering you. But I Very still, true. I bust in his room too. I'll be like, who that on the phone? Let me see. Turn it around. <laughs> right. Let me see. Who, who you, you talking to? Time, yeah. <laughs> Why that lotion on the table? <laughs> no, you Nasty. You yes, better I not do. be asking him that. Shh, girl, I'm wasting my lotion. You better not ask you better that. Buy boy. your own lotion. That's nasty. Yeah. Why are these, why are these <laughs> washcloths crunchy? I can't. I can't. Boys I are really so can't. Gross. I really can't. You know, everybody I know that has boys, <laughs> oh, they all say the same man, thing. Every just... mother of boys, they're like, they're so gross. gross. And gross. I'm like, I wish I had a boy. And they're like, no, you don't. Boys are fun, though. They are <laughs> fun, gross. though. I'll take the boy over the girl any day of the week. <laughs> any day of the week. Girl, Boys are fun. I, I like my, I, yeah, I'll take that. Oh, my gosh. That's stressful. But uh, yeah, that generational trauma is, it's a lot. Like, my mom didn't talk to us at all mm-hmm. about anything. Nothing. Period. The only conversation we had about sex was don't drop your drawers. What does that mean? What do you what? so do I keep them up, pull them to the side? Like, what do you mean? Yo, I, I cannot. I'm, I'm confused. Like, this isn't a good conversation, man. Yeah, this isn't gonna stop me from wanting to see what that'd be like. It's just don't do it. Yeah, don't so, do it. Like you said, if she would have been more invasive, mm-hmm. checking on, see what I'm doing, I wouldn't have got pregnant at 17. Mm-hmm. She would have been in my business. I wouldn't have time to do that. Very true. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, be in your kids' business. Be in their business. So what if they get mad? They will thank you later. Yes, they will. They will thank you later. Yeah. So um, one thing that my mom did do, she made me go to church. <laughs> We're going to talk about church hurt because Ooh. a lot of people, especially this generation, they don't go to church anymore. Um, parents don't really make their kids go to church anymore. Most people go to church like via the Internet or something like that. So do you believe that church hurt exists? People have been traumatized from their experiences in the church growing up. I do. I definitely believe that I've been in church my entire life. My daddy is a pastor. My grandpa was a pastor. My aunties was preachers. That's all I know is church. I know how to go to church. I know how to play church. I know how to be in church. I know how to really be the church. I know how to do any and everything (laughs) pertaining to the church. I know when a church is real. I know when they're working in self. I know when the Holy Spirit is really there. I know church. Mm -hmm. I know some people who have been deeply hurt by different things that have happened within the church through the people that are of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, the 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 title of church hurt is very controversial mm-hmm. because a yep. lot of people feel like, well, the church itself didn't actually hurt you. Someone in the church hurt you. But I'm a firm believer that we are the church. Right. So if something is happening under in, in the four walls of a specific church, mm-hmm. and it's something that a lot of times things hurt multiple people, or it's 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 just there's a lot of things that go on. Right. I, I do believe that we can, people do get traumatized and they blame it on the church and say, I don't want to go back to church. Right. Um, do I think that that's the answer to it? Mm-hmm. No. Um, I think you can find another church because not all churches are the same. Right. I agree. Not all of them are ran the same. Not all of them. 
operate the same. There's different denominations. There's so many different things. Um, I'm a believer that if you are a Christian, we are supposed to go to church. We are supposed to fellowship with others that are like us. Do, do you have to be in church three or four times a week? No, you do not. Do you have to be on every auxiliary? No, you do not. But I do believe that it is our duty to attend church and to be a member of a church. But a lot of people have been traumatized by different things that have happened mm -hmm. within their churches growing up. Or sometimes it wasn't even then. Sometimes they've seen how the church has hurt their parents yeah. or have yeah. or have um, done other family members wrong. And it's like, oh, no, I'm not messing with that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I get it. I don't think beginning to, I don't think not going is the answer mm -hmm. to fix that, but there are definitely some traumatized people and church hurt is real. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think like outside of the realm of church trauma is trauma. So most of the time when people are traumatized by something, they're just not going to go back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. and that's a, that's one of the hard things because religion is such a, um, sensitive topic for people. So when something happens to somebody, whether it has anything to do with the leadership of the church or whatever, that thing that traumatized somebody, they just panic and they're not going to go back to that thing, mm -hmm. regardless of how you try to package it up and try to fix it for them. Um, a, a lot of us have experienced, like you saying with, with me, you know, I grew up in the church too. We went to the same church mm -hmm. growing up. Um, and I think our pastor was amazing. I agree. I, I thought he was one of the most like God fearing. I agree. His leadership was outstanding. He had some people in that church that did not follow some of that stuff. I don't I know what sermons they were listening to, but they just <laughs> wasn't paying attention. Because when he died, it I don't feel like it went, it it, it carried on the way that he left it. Um, I, I just don't think that the the same uh leadership is there. It, it's a different type of feeling when I go to the church. It doesn't, it don't feel the same for me. Um, so that's understandable. And this still yeah. and this some trauma that happened for me. I won't get into it mm -hmm. that I had to face recently when it, the 60th church anniversary came up and I had to talk to the now the pastor's son about it because I didn't even know it was going to come up and I was forced to address it. Um so and it was just it was crazy how I, I was I was thankful how he handled it. I thought he did exactly what a pastor should do. And how he took the lead and he made sure it got addressed. So that I will definitely take my hat off to him because he definitely did his thing with that. Um, and that church, I would never not go back to visit the church. When I go home and something happened, I go. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I feel like I'm welcome with open arms. I don't have an issue with the church, but I can't imagine going to that church, like being a member of that church ever again. And and you know what? That's completely understandable. Like. The hence the whole topic, church hurt mm -hmm. and whatever happened. I mean, I'm not privy to yeah. whatever went on with you, but um, it 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 exists and it can be traumatizing. I can't necessarily speak on how anything is is ran there now because I'm definitely not there enough, and I don't right. know anything to even say when when I have visited over the years. It's great for me, mm -hmm. you know. Half my family is there. Everything's great. It's all love. I don't have any issues. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful. I did not. I can't honestly say that I've ever really experienced too much church hurt in general, but I definitely never experienced any any from there mm -hmm. at all. Um, I've I've had decent experiences with the churches that I've spent mm -hmm. long um, that I've had longevity with over the years. So um, 
but I definitely know some people who weren't blessed to have the same experience. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that um, with what with whatever your concern was or your issue mm-hmm. was that you're seeing it was handled oh, yeah. in a great manner because that says a lot. Yeah, absolutely. That definitely says a lot. Yeah. Yep. So for all for anybody that has dealt with church hurt and wants to go back to church or you know has some type of anxiety about going, I would say like Lachey said, just you know, try to try a different church mm-hmm. or you know just kind of wean your way back in little by little and just you know don't have such expectations on people and don't judge so harshly based off of your past experience and try to just go in there and get what you go to get yep. and get out of there. Yeah, you don't have to be a part of nothing. Just go get the word <laughs> and go. That's, that's all For I'm real. saying. Like, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we speaking about the church and our soul. So we're going to go a whole different direction though with this soul. Do you believe in soul ties? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the transitions for me. (laughs) We literally go from one end of the spectrum to the other. Uh, Most definitely. Most. Jesus. Mm. Jesus. Lord have mercy. Most definitely. And the irony is um, I was always taught that soul ties were real from church, Mm -hmm. from my parents, from elders, and um, for those that may not know what a soul tie is, it's anyone that you sleep with or you give yourself to in a sexual manner, you take on a piece of them, a piece of their spirit, mm-hmm. and they take on a piece of yours. And as you're going on and on and you're sleeping with so many different people, you're you're connecting your soul and you're tying yourself to all of these people. And and I truly believe that after a certain amount of time mm. or sleeping with a certain amount of people, a lot of times you can easily lose yourself. Yes. You've taken on all of these different souls and spirits and you're you're wondering why all of a sudden you've become a liar, <laughs> why all of a mm. sudden you've become negative, yep. why all of a sudden you're you're never happy, why all of a sudden you have anxiety. Have you looked at some of the characteristics yep. of the people you've been sleeping with? Mm-hmm. Because we take on those things. I truly believe that. I believe that sometimes the soul ties can be so deep. You can be in what what everybody wants to call these days a toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. Or you can be in an abusive relationship. Or just with somebody that you know doesn't mean you any well. And it is so hard to let go. And you know, you know everything in you. Is telling you that this is not the person for you. Your spirit is telling you. God is telling you. Your mama telling you. Your best friend telling you. The person around the corner that seen you in the store said, y'all just don't look right. Mm-hmm. Everybody telling you and you know, but you just can not let go. That's a soul tie. Yes. When something's not mixing with your spirit, a person, you know, they don't mix with your spirit, but you still can't not answer the phone call. Mm-hmm. You still can't not answer the text. You still can't keep your legs closed. You still can't not just, I just want to hear what she has to say. I just want to, I just want to see if this time he going to cry or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm serious. Like that's a soul tie. And I yeah. have certainly, I've been in those situations where the only way to break the top, the soul tie was to pray and cry. Like can nothing break that, but God, yeah, and you have to pray and cry and listen, I need you to take this away from me because (laughs) I know it doesn't mean me well. And I'm walking around here just miserable. I need to get away from this and away from this situation. And it's hard. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's something that we can do that our flesh can do. I think that thing is definitely spiritual. Like you can't, you can't just walk away. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. 
I agree. And I also like a lot of times men will say things like, oh, she all over the place. She like she emotional. She can't control her emotions. She can't. That is somebody who has slept with a lot of people mm. and they're scatterbrained. So all of those different spirits that she's taken on, those soul ties that she has literally is taking over her mind. She can't even like she can't function correctly because wow. she has she's really she's a promiscuous person. Mm -hmm. So she can't function. She can't she has to just keep sleeping with people. And she keeps taking on it, taking it on, taking it on. She's literally scatterbrained. She is not making any sense. I had a friend like this. Mm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is wrong with you? And everything she says, she thought she made logical sense. And I'm like, do you hear how crazy you sound? She didn't think that anything wow. she was saying was wrong. And she's sleeping with all these different people all the, like around the same time. I'm like, yo, you're going to have to take a break. You got to slow down. Well, I mean, you need to slow down anyway for you end up with something that you can't get rid yeah. of. I'm like, you are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And just the ladies, just and men, just because you single don't mean you should sleep with everybody. Thank you. Like that is not an excuse to just sleep with everybody. That's crazy. And I'm glad you said and men because soul ties affect men too. It's yes. not a woman thing. No. It's not a woman thing. You have men walking around. They sleep with hundreds of women. They don't know. And they don't even know who they are. That's why they can't get nothing done. Yep. They are so behind the power not curve. Not productive. <laughs> not just all over the place. Extra emotional. Oh, my God. <sighs> Exhausting. Yeah. They are exhausting. very much so it but, definitely affects men too. But they have been handed down from generation to generation that in, in order to be the man, you gotta sleep with all these different women. I'm like, where? And all of these people that's telling you this, they don't have much of anything. And I'm most of the guys started. that get like to this certain financial status, don't get me started on that. That think that they have all these options that they can exercise. No, you're paying for you are. You're paying for prostitution. <laughs> These people don't like you. They're sleeping with you because you have money and you can pay for it now because without your money, you can't get no pussy. Listen, that you're ugly. Yo, <laughs> yo, please, please shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> so cut it out with this. Oh, he the man. No, no, you're no, not. no. Take the money. I bet yes. you won't nobody be over there. That's real. They won't be over there. I promise That's real. You. Yeah. So yeah, these uh, soul ties. Is, and right now, the agenda that they're pushing with these rappers, especially the female ones, is getting out of hand. This sexy red makes me want to throw up. Oh, MJ. Sukiyana, like all of them. It's just this agenda that they're really pushing. This is it's sad because these young girls look up to this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like to push unprotected sex and STDs as if it's normal, is outrageous. It's disgusting. It's outrageous. It's disgusting. And that goes back to original questions of is hoeing hereditary <laughs> and just generational trauma because a lot of, and not having certain conversations with your kids, like your kids are listening to this music if you're allowing them to listen to it, or mm -hmm. even if you're not allowing them to listen to it, they need to understand what they're listening to. Yeah. And they need to know what they should be listening to, what they should be doing. But if you're not even communicating with your children and you're allowing these rappers to lead and raise yeah. your kids, like a lot of people are doing these yep. days, and then you wonder why your kids out here running them up and acting listen. like whole fools. 
anytime a generation can create a new STD, we are we have a problem. The super right. gonorrhea, the, yeah, right. The that super gonorrhea. You can't get rid of anymore. I'm like, y'all fucking that much? God damn. That's ridiculous. How you create a new STD? Disgusting. <laughs> you have always been able to get rid of gonorrhea. And now all of a sudden you can't get rid of it. Man. They don't even realize it. But the 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 even sadder thing is we have a generation who they don't even know about the the laundry list of STDs that are out there. They they hear about chlamydia and crabs, and that's it. They don't even know I was having a, I cannot for the life of me. Um, I don't remember who I was talking to, but it was a young person. It was probably a couple of weeks ago and I was reading something on social media and it was talking about syphilis and how like it's coming back and people are coming in the ER, people being diagnosed mm. with syphilis. And I'm like, dang, I thought that was a dead disease. Like, and I cannot remember who I was speaking to, but they were like, well, what's that? Oh Lord. And I know she she was young, probably like 1920, oh, but Lord. had no idea of even what syphilis was, had That's never terrible. heard about it. That is terrible. Wasn't taught about it in school or anything like that. And it's just like y'all are out here sexually active, doing whatever you're big and bad enough to do, and you don't even know, you don't even know what to be protecting yourself from. You at the ER, like, I don't know what it is. Something just ain't right. That's so nasty. No. See, because my daughter, I made her when she was 12, I made her do an essay on every STD. Mm. And I made her look up the picture so she could see what it looked like. Mm. Let them put that in. This is what's going to come out. Scary. Disgusting. Yeah. Go, let them play with it. Don't, listen, boys, I tell my son all the time, don't get this big head because you like this jock and all that. You are definitely a prize. And these chicks going to come at you. Yep. But let me explain something to you. That you are one of the most sought after people on the planet, the black man. Every human being, whether it's man, woman, Asian, Hispanic, whatever, they all want a black man, mm -hmm. a tall one and a fine one. So you better hold yourself as a jewel and don't just give yourself away. You are worth way more than that. Shouldn't just anybody be able to come touch you? Exactly. Everybody, like, they gotta, exactly. they gotta earn that. Don't, and people don't are do not it. teaching it. <clears throat> Excuse no. me. People aren't teaching their sons this no. at all. They all just go no. Shouldn't everybody be around like, oh, yeah, I slept with him. I said, no, <coughs> no, you shouldn't be able to. No women, no group of women should be able to just be like, oh, yeah, I had him. I slept with him. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, you ain't had mine. Nope, that's my baby. Mm -mm, you ain't you, you ain't good enough for him. Nope. Let's see. These these little chicken heads out here, boy, them girls be out of control. Be on one. But uh. Pause. Uh, <coughs> I just know I needed to start coughing and I didn't want to be coughing on the mic. Can you pause it? I don't know if you I don't Yeah. We don't even need all these questions oh, because are you recording. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right about that. <coughs> okay. All right. So Shay. One of the biggest um, complaints that I hear black men saying about black women is that accountability is like kryptonite for black women. <laughs> they don't ever want to be told they're wrong. They don't want to never be uh, questioned about nothing. They like, you can't tell them nothing. So my question is how do, how should black women hold other black women accountable? It's a good question. <laughs> um, 
I don't think that black men are wrong in their assessment. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I think that that's just normal. Who likes being told they're wrong? Right. Who likes being checked? Male, females. It doesn't, nobody likes that. It doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am a firm believer that most of the time we're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I don't like you telling me I'm wrong because I already know I'm right. Oh so, <laughs> God, Jesus. <laughs> but um, realistically, on a serious note, how should black women hold other black women accountable? I am big on that, especially with my friends. And um, I feel like the only black women you're really going to be able to hold accountable are those that you are close to, Mm -hmm. are those that may be family, friends, because who's even worried about a a stranger? Not saying that we shouldn't be. I'm just saying the reality is we really only care about those that are close to us. Um, And I feel like if you have a relationship with someone, you should be able to be like, yo, sis, that wasn't cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely that friend <laughs> that um, I, I definitely, I mind my business and I don't ask too many questions, but if you bring me something, I'll say to most friends, okay, do you want me to just listen or do mm. you want my opinion? Mm. Yeah. And, or sometimes I can tell they want me my opinion because they'll ask a question. So when you ask the question, <laughs> <laughs> Just be ready for it because I'm I'm going to give what I honestly think. And I think that as, as women, if we're more honest mm. with those that we care for, then I think that that's a good way to hold them accountable. I think that a lot of times we sugarcoat and we, um, we're so worried about treading lightly and not hurting the other woman's feelings. Mm-hmm. When if you're my friend and I love you and we're family, my, you should know that my intention is not to hurt your feelings. Right. My intention is only to help you be better. And not even saying that I'm right up with the advice that I'm giving, but my intention is coming from a place of, hey, I may have been through that before and it didn't turn out well. So maybe you should try this right. way. Maybe you should try responding that way. Um, and I know for me, I only want those kind of people around me. I don't need yes men or yes women. I don't need that in business. I don't need that in personal life. I need, if I'm coming to you about something, I don't know if it's something about my relationship and and I'm saying that something went down, I don't need you just jumping on the Shea bandwagon and saying, oh no, you're right. He shouldn't have said that he was wrong because there's times where I know I was dead wrong. Mm -hmm. I need you to say, you know what? You didn't have to handle that that way. Right. You didn't have to say that to him like that. Or maybe you could look at it this way because maybe y'all just interpreting things a little bit differently. Right. Maybe it's just the way you communicated that. Maybe it was your tone. Maybe it was, you know what I mean? I need that. I don't need somebody that's just going to be like, yup, girl, yup. You right. No, he yeah. shouldn't have did that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't need that. <laughs> and I'm I'm mindful of those kind of people. I'm I'm mindful of that because they may be people that I'm cool with, but they're not people that I'm that I may come to with right. for certain things yeah. because I already know what you're going to do. Your 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 way of having my back is to always take my side. Right. Yeah. That's not always having my back. I need you to tell me when I'm wrong. I need you to tell me when I can be better, when I can do better. Because I'm definitely going to tell you. Right. If you don't want me to tell you, then don't come to me. But I think that that is how we hold each other accountable, saying, hey, sis, why don't you try this? Hey, you know what? You really, really should seek some therapy. Have you ever been in it? Because I'm quick to ask somebody that. Mm-hmm. Therapy saved my life. Yeah. It, it literally saved my life years ago and that's a whole nother conversation but I am so big on 
Yes, we can have God and yes, you can pray, but God gave us doctors for us to use because you will have people tell you, oh, you don't need no therapist, just pray about it. No, you need to pray and you still need a therapist. Yeah. Yes, you do. Even therapists have therapists. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, we we have to, that's how we hold each other accountable. We just be honest. Like, listen, I'm, I'm going to preface this with I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but I'm telling you what I see right now. That's not going to end well. Right. That's just, that's not going to end well for you, sis. And I think, like, the, <laughs> the problem with it is when men are trying to do that, specifically with Black women, mm. they don't take it very well from Black men. And I would venture out to say maybe it's possibly because Black women haven't had a lot of trustworthy Black men around them from their dads, uncles, just people mm -hmm. in their families that have ever held them accountable for anything. Most of the time when they're in a relationship with a man, it's probably in a sexual relationship mm -hmm. where they haven't really been held accountable for much of anything. They just a transactional type of thing. Mm -hmm. So they don't really understand. Like once you're telling me I'm wrong about something, that means you don't like me. It's never like and one you're has trying nothing to, to do with the other. Yeah. You're not trying to like build me up. You're trying to tear me down because mm -hmm. you're telling me I'm wrong. Like, how dare you tell me I'm wrong? I'm never wrong. I agree with that. I agree. I, I think that that plays a part. I think what also plays a part when just trying to hold people accountable in general is your credibility. Absolutely. And who is trying to hold me accountable? Because what you cannot do is try to check me and hold me accountable when you out here, you when you when you can't even hold yourself accountable. Yeah. So you can't hold yourself accountable, but you think that you can come to me and tell me about what I'm doing or, or what I'm not doing. And can you accept that when I bring that to you? Right. Yeah. If I'm bringing it to you in the proper manner, that part for you to be, I, I'm not, I'm not talking about me being mad and flying off the handle and talking to you any kind of way and being right. disrespectful. Right. I'm talking about sitting down and trying to communicate and saying, Hey, this is happening. Can you work on this or whatever the situation have you? And you can't accept that, but yet I'm supposed to accept it. From mm. you. You don't want to hear from me. And, and I think that that has a lot to do with the man woman dynamic mm -hmm. in that because I, I've come across, I've been in relationships with those who cannot receive. Oh, they can try to give and, and they can try to hold you accountable, but they can't even hold themselves accountable. Mm. And you better not try to hold them accountable. Mm. See, that, that's, that's big right there. Because I think that that's where I'm hearing a lot of that, like, how are y'all so adamant about women not taking accountability? But you don't either. Not at all. Got excuses for everything. Yeah. I don't, excuses I don't for everything. You don't take accountability for anything. Yeah. You think it's just okay because you're a man and this is what men do and this is how men are. I'm so sick of that yeah. Excuse. So, okay. I'm so, yeah. I'm sick of that excuse. But right. when it comes to women, it's funny that one, one thing that I do see a lot, like if you see, <laughs> if you see a woman post something, You'll see like all the women in the comments. Yes, girl. Yes. Oh, you look good. And I'm like, why the fuck is y'all lying? She do not look good. No, not she looks a mess. I'm not touching this lying? topic. Nope. Why is y'all lying? Now, one particular time, <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even commenting on this. This lady I'm... told the girl. She was like, "Now nah, that don't look good." <laughs> <laughs> Now, if we had more people doing that and holding people accountable in that way, especially with social media, when social media has given everybody and their mama, grandmama, and their great-great-aunties yes. platforms, and it's just like, 
She said, yeah, what? Because the, no. the, the lady was like, well, you asked. And and they get mad when you be I'm like, no, like, I don't like it. I'm like, do y'all understand that social media is not a place for people to praise you for real? People come specifically looking for something yeah. to drag you. About. Looking for something to screenshot and send to their friends. That's what they're doing. They're looking for something to screenshot and send to the group chat. We do it all day. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm saying, so that's why I'm very mindful about what I put out on social media because I know that because I do it, I know people do it to me. Yes. So <laughs> with that being said, I am very mindful about what right. I say, what I post, everything because nah. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing that I want women to understand, like when people are saying that it's hard, especially, and I'm saying this specifically for black women because I've, ex I've experienced mm -hmm. and I've encountered and I've been guilty of it. It's, it's not just about men not being able to talk to you and tell you the truth. It's about your sons. It's about your kids. It's about your family. Like you can't even go to dinner and tell your grandma her food don't taste good. Mm -hmm. You bet. You better not. But why can't I if it's nasty? <laughs> You're right. You're like, right. I, like you People can't even like do that. You gotta just be in there and just act like it's good. And yeah, I'm like, cause I had one guy I used to date, and he's like, I do not like candy ends. I hate candy ends. I cooked well, one Thanksgiving. Right ones. I cooked one Thanksgiving. I made. He was like, man, I, I said, just taste them. He said, man, these is good. I said, that's because your mama can't cook. <laughs> but you weren't allowed to tell her that. He talking about you right. right. We used to have to go to my grandma's house to eat. Listen, that's, that's why you don't like stuff. You can't even tell your mama her food. That's if I, if you would have told her, maybe you could have got some advice and she could have made it better. <laughs> you can't even tell but her that's she real. Can't, that's terrible. Yeah. That's real, especially especially if they old old. You better not tell them that they food not good. Like I'll tell my mom, which really has probably been very rare occasions. But I'll say, oh, that was not your best. And she'd be like, really? But it's funny because my mom be like, yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> She'll be like, I, I feel like something was missing, but I haven't cooked that in a real long time. Right. So I kind of forgot what the recipe was. She like, dang, was it that bad? But you know what I mean? But everybody's not going to have that response. No. It's going to be people really get offended. Now the whole house upset. The whole house quiet. Don't, don't tell your mom. Don't say nothing. Just, your food just, just eat it. They've been giving your food to the dog for years. Right. Ain't nobody saying Why? Because you about to shift the atmosphere of the whole house. Because yes. can't nobody You don't you realize that after, while you clean up the table, everybody kind of go outside. Yeah, they went to get pizza. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's hungry. not good. They're hungry. They're hungry. <laughs> yeah. And that's why my next question, do women really want to be told the truth? I, I'm going mm. to take it. I'm going to take a different spin on this because <sighs> I don't think people want to be told the truth or, and I don't think men want to tell the truth mm -hmm. because if men wanted to tell the truth, they wouldn't be lying. And for instance, if I, if you tell the truth and can still get away with whatever, you won't have no consequences of whatever you say, then telling the truth ain't going to be no problem. But the reason why you won't tell the truth, because you still want to do all of this and get all of this. Oh, definitely. So, well, of course, I don't want you to tell me the truth if it's about what some bullshit you've been doing over here. So I think then it's safe to say that people a lot of times don't want to know the truth because they're worried about rejection. Yeah. Nobody wants the consequences I mean, of what's going to happen yeah. with the truth. Even small things of if of you asking, do I look good in this outfit? People don't really want to hear no. Like, and people don't like to tell somebody no. But can you please like. Just, Please let me know. No, I got the. Oh no, I just <laughs> like the other dress better. Like, why? No, you look a mess. 
Right. Go take that. But e- e- even in that, it's like, um, do you really want to? Nobody really wants to hear that, but mm-hmm. you may need to hear that. So, you know, what you want to hear ain't always what you need to hear. Oh. And what you need to hear ain't always what you want to hear. And I just don't, I find it so weird that grown people lie. I just do. Yeah. I think it's the weirdest thing ever. I'm like, what are you going to get a beating? Somebody going to put you on punishment? Why are you lying? Yeah. <laughs> now that, I don't get it. I agree with. Like if you 1, want to sleep with 15 other women, tell me that. Let me know. See, the problem you don't want to tell me that because you want to sleep with 16. You want to sleep with me too. And I'm going to tell you no. That's the, yeah. that's the problem. Or you or you think that because you told me that I'm, I'm going to not deal with you. Right. Or I'm going to go out and sleep with 15 men. Right. Either way, my whole thing is the decision is mine. Yeah. You it's don't want to make you, you don't want the consequences of what you about to tell me because you just want things to be your mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I think when men say women don't want to be told the truth, no, your ass don't want to tell the truth. Because you you don't know what I'm about to do with the truth. Exactly. Exactly. You want to be able, and you not telling the truth is a form of you being able to stay in control. Because you're giving me what you think I want to hear. So you still have the upper hand in the whole situation. Once you tell me the truth, I now am able to make a choice. Now I know how we move. The the irony of that whole thing. And women have been saying this. I've only been on this earth a couple decades. A few decades. More than a couple. But um, (laughs) I've been hearing this my whole life. You never know what their response is going to be. No. You could sit here and possibly say, hey, listen, I really like you. In fact, I love you. But monogamy, that's just not for me. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to, to do me. I need to be able to do what I want to do, mm-hmm. be where I want to be when I want to be there. And you never know if you have the woman that's like, cool, I'm glad you said that because I was feeling that way too. But and didn't know how you was going to take it. But men don't want that. They, want, they don't want to be monogamous. They want you to be monogamous. That's the problem. That's the well, truth they say women don't like. Let some tell it. That's the way the world's supposed to go. So, in the animal kingdom. Which they can go back to. Period. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> this is the next one. Listen, because I am, when I tell you, I'm so tired of men using and weaponizing this word, emotional. Why is that used as a weapon against women as if it's the, the only people who are emotional are women? So not true. That is not a feminine trait at all. The problem with that is people equate being emotional to being a crybaby. Yep. And there are two different things. You can be a very emotional person and never cry. Crying is just an act of doing something that has to do with certain emotions and that only comes out in certain emotions. But just because I'm emotional doesn't mean I'm crying or whining or complaining. There are a lot of people that are emotions and emotional, and I'm going to be honest. I may indeed know more emotional men than women. What? They locked up right now. They locked up right now because they couldn't control their emotions. They couldn't control their emotions. Couldn't control because their anger emotions. is an emotion. Mm-hmm. And this is why I don't understand. I'm like, do y'all understand what emotions are? Let's just start nope. with, with that. Everybody <laughs> looks at emotions as it's 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 sad. No insecurities are an emotion you, the feeling of being insecure anything that you can like, feel any feeling you sad, can have angry. is an emotion like y'all, jealousy is an emotion like y'all are ridiculous and one thing i will say when it comes to emotions women 
most of the time are emotional in a way that is not detrimental to our livelihood. Mm. Women can afford to be emotional <laughs> because it's on a small scale where we probably just piss everybody off. Mm -hmm. Men cannot afford to be emotional because you somebody's going to die. That's real. Somebody is going to die when a man cannot control his emotions. That is real. And that's why they are, they were created to be the more logical being. And it requires balance between a man and a woman because, you know, even though social media will lead you to believe we don't need each other, yes, we, we do. do. It is a balance. That's why you need women that are more nurturing and you need men who are more logical and protecting because the moment that man veers off of that and goes mm -hmm. into that emotional state, that's why these prisons are so filled up. Because they can't, they can't control that because they go completely off the rails. I definitely agree. I think that the <laughs> going back to generational trauma, mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the reasons why many men cannot control their emotions, they weren't even taught that it was okay to have them. That's, Boys grow up. I cannot tell you the amount of times I've just heard it and I know how people are. Stop crying. Don't cry. Boys oh. don't cry. Don't complain. Boys don't complain. Yes, they do. It is okay to cry. Crying <laughs> is a normal act. And it, you know what it is? It's a way to get rid of the emotion so that you're not building it up and shooting somebody. Exactly. It is absolutely okay to cry. It is absolutely okay to complain if you don't like something. Mm -hmm. Now, then you get up and fix it. You don't just keep complaining, mm -hmm. but you get up and fix it. That's not a girl trait. No. Crying isn't a girl trait. Being worried about something, that's not a girl trait. It, the, these are, are emotions that we all have. Mm -hmm. We all have emotions, but a lot of men are taught that it's not okay for them to show their emotion and, and they're not even supposed to have the emotion. Mm -hmm. So they're never taught how to deal with the emotions yep. and how to work through them. So now I got so much stuff built up in me. All it's going to take is for this person to cut me off on the road and now I'm shooting out the window. Yeah. Yeah. The only, most men, the only emotion they know is anger. Mm-hmm. That is it. And it shows up all the time. And in a lot of times at work, yeah, everywhere. A lot of times that anger is what shows up because they've been taught that anger is acceptable. It, it, yep. That's acceptable. You're out here. You're playing sports. You're on the football field. Yep. Get angry. We got to beat them. We got to beat them. Oh, they, I mean, mm -hmm. your talks in the, in, in the locker room, they're winning. So guess what? We're angry. They're winning. Yep. So it's okay for us to show the anger emotion. You, you're taught to protect. So guess what? I got, you did something to my mama. I got to protect her. It's okay for me to be angry. Mm -hmm. That's the emotion that it's okay for them to show. So what else are they going to show? That's yeah. all they know. And that's, that's why I mean, like, oh, you you just emotional. You, no, I know how to filter through my stuff. Like, <laughs> I know how to express myself and mm -hmm. tell you how I feel. I'm communicating. Yeah, I'm talking this to you. This is what I'm feeling. <laughs> so that, this is what I'm feeling. I'm not emotional, but I'm feeling an emotion. Can we talk about it? Right. <laughs> because you're the reason yeah. I'm feeling this emotion. So <laughs> can Listen. we please communicate about this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I just wanted to really talk about that because i am so tired of these talking heads talking about all oh, y'all women so emotional no nah. i can't control y'all emotions really nah. really sir i mean there so was a time when i couldn't but i was definitely a teenager early oh, yeah. 20s you know but as you grow and you become an adult you learn that one of the things you have to do is learn to control your emotions Absolutely. You have you cannot survive. Nope. You can't survive without learning how to control your emotions no. and how to communicate through things. You're just you're you're not going to be successful. No, you'll end up doing something crazy. Absolutely. It's inevitable. Because Lord, I be 
Child. <laughs> All the fights I done got into, like, girl, why you smack that girl? Why? J just, just angry. Say, you, I mean, they should say one thing to me, and I just, I would just hit people. Just it was ridiculous. Angry. I was out of control. Why ain't nobody? Anyway, See. I needed some direction and some guidance. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> need to hold you accountable. They did. And, nobody, <laughs> and they ain't do nothing. They just sitting there, let me fight these people. Nobody was telling you, uh, -uh. ridiculous. You They're need just... to get some help and do something with that anger. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so bitter. Oh, my God. I, the shit I did. My God. Look at God. He delivered me. Won't he do child. it? Yes, he will. <laughs> so, our last topic. What is some advice you wish someone would have given you as a teenager? Whoa. <laughs> so many loaded questions. <laughs> I'll go first. I'll let you think about it. So one thing I wish, um, because I did not have a dad growing up. I didn't meet my dad till I was 19. So I wish that I would have had like some type of a um, bigger male dominant influence around me mm -hmm. to explain to me how the uh, the male species operated mm -hmm. because I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I was like falling for all of the stupid shit that men would say to me. I thought it was like, oh my God, he really likes me. So anything they said, I just would fall for it. Mm -hmm. So I just wish I had men around me that were very masculine alpha leaders that will really show the like how men are supposed to treat a woman. I wish I, I would have that advice. That's real. I think um, for me, I wish that someone would have told me as a teenager that it's okay to say no. Mm. You don't have to do everything for everybody. Ooh. You don't have to be everything for everybody. I'm literally still learning that and I'm 30 something years old. In <laughs> in in this part of my 30 something years, I am still working on that and still learning how to say no. Um just learning how to be like, you know what? I can't stretch myself any thinner. Yes. You know what? I can't do that. You know what? I'm not comfortable doing that. Mm. You know what? I don't want to, I don't want to be around you. I don't want to speak to you every day. I understand Ooh, we're family, but I, I, I don't feel like it. Um, I, I wish they would have told me that it's okay to say no. And I just thought about something else that me and you just talked about recently. It's okay to be successful. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it, it is. is. Oh, Okay. Yes, Imposter is. syndrome is real. Yes. It is real to feel like I don't deserve everything that I really just work so hard for. And you do. And I, it's still, <laughs> I'm still getting to a point to where I can hear people do an introduction of me and I smile yeah. and I don't feel like, oh my gosh, like, is it, is it, is it okay for me to up myself? Is it okay for me to clap for myself? Mm. Yes. It's, it's absolutely okay. Yeah. It's ex absolutely okay for you to brag on yourself sometimes yes, because you work very hard to get to where you are. So I, I wish someone had told, someone would have told me 20 years ago, you're going to be successful and you have to know that it's okay. And you have to know that you can't bring everybody with you. And mm -hmm. that's okay too. Listen. Show okay. That's okay too. They will they will weigh the boat down and ain't nobody gonna go nowhere. Exactly. Those are good. Those are good. And I I I like that one. We did talk about that because I think it was Tyler Perry 
who was saying how much oh, he, right. money he was just giving away because he felt guilty because mm-hmm. he was making all this money. He just giving and he away. turned around and he didn't even have money to pay his taxes. And he turned around and he was broke because he was paying for everything for his family and everybody around him his first few years. And it took him years to learn that. And when I say I get that, I get that. that like, so I just get feeling like I have so much. So it's my job to make sure that everybody else has as much as possible. And yes, I do believe it is our job to give back. It is our job to help others when we can, but it's not my job to go broke trying to make sure that everybody else is good. It's not my job to give everybody and a mama a job just because we cool. And I know that you're not fit for the role. It's not my, you know what I mean? But I've just always been that person to make sure that everybody around me is good. If I'm good, you good. And it's like, now I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Let me, I'm going to tell you how to get good. Yeah. Cause that's every, what I want to do. <laughs> because everybody's not even in position or ready to receive those blessings. So mm-hmm. I, I watch patterns in how you are with your money. Mm-hmm. If you ain't good with your money, you ain't going to be good with mine. <laughs> so no, I'm not, <laughs> no, that's right. I'm not get, I will, like I said, I'll help the kids in the family. If, mm-hmm. if your children need help with something, I have no problem helping children, but grown folks that have the ability and there's nothing physically wrong with them. I feel you. I can't help you. You gonna? I'll, I'll give you all the resources in the world to help you mm-hmm. figure out how to elevate. But if I know people who are comfortable with the level of success that they have, and I am very comfortable with mine. So here we are. When you need something, you'll figure out how to get it. Very true. Because I had to. <laughs> I can't. I can't be responsible for your needs when you get to go smoke and drink your wants. Listen. No. I can't help <laughs> you. So, yeah, um, but I think like we are doing, I think, and you are doing, first of all, I want you to always get your flowers. I want you to understand that you deserve everything that you get, all the things you work for, all the people that you're pouring into, you deserve it all. You are doing an amazing job. You you. are out here killing it. And I am proud of you. I appreciate that. So this is the part of the show where I allow my guests to promote whatever they want to promote. Tell people what they got going on. If you want people to follow you on your social media sites, let the folks know. Okay. So if you are in the Philadelphia area and you're looking for quality childcare, we do have a few spaces available. The name of my center is Candyland Academy. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. It's K-A-N-D-E-E Land Academy. It's located in the Bristol area. So if you're looking for quality, affordable childcare, then definitely give us a call. All information is on social media. You can also follow me at i.amam.shayandy, S-H-A-Y-A-N-D-Y. You can follow me if you need assistance with anything HR related. I do interview coaching, help with resume writing. I do have clients that I work with for career coaching. I'm also a realtor in the New Jersey and PA area. So if you're looking to buy or sell a home, you can definitely hit me up about that too. So, or you could just follow me because you think I'm cool because I really am. (laughs) And I don't post that much though. So I'm not going to lie. I don't post, but I will follow back. (laughs) So (laughs) um, definitely search me out Facebook and Instagram. And I am also, if you happen to be in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and you have some business opportunities and you're looking for someone to partner with, I am branching out and expanding to that area of the map. 
So I will be um, looking for space there to open a child care center and do so many other things. So definitely look out for me in the Charlotte, Fort Mill, Rock Hill area. But um, that's about it. Hey, Thank y'all for tuning in. Let's go. So I am the core queen and I help individuals lose weight, get in amazing shape without without spending hours a day in the gym or starving yourself. So if you need a fitness coach, you're trying to unbig your back, come holler at your girl. That's what I do. I coach people all over the globe. I get you slim. I get you trim. I get you toned in 90 days or less. Um, also, if you are in the Bristol area and you want to help donate, we are putting together our second annual winter coat drive, January 13th from, two, from 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, the flyer will be coming out soon, so stay tuned for that event. And you can catch your girl coming up soon on Netflix. Check out the show, The Fallen. I am Kim on The Fallen. It'll be coming out soon. And also, I am about to short uh, film a short film called My Brother's Reaper. Actually got to be on set 5 o'clock in the morning. So I got to go. But y'all tune in. Please make sure you subscribe to the, the YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell. Like, comment, share with your people. Let us know what you think about the podcast. And if you'd like to come on my show, and I like you enough, I'll invite you to come on. <laughs> Would y'all check us out? Like I said, no sugarcoating. We getting fit physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And we out.